Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At Bluenile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Oh, are you kidding? Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Vaughn, most of our listeners tune in because they might be on a path that isn't giving them fulfillment or events in life um, sometimes cataclysmic have happened that have thrown them out of their orbit. I'm wondering at what point did you decide where I'm going and what I'm doing just isn't the pathway that I thought I should be on and and what led to your discovery of we'll get into your game format and uh, the Legion group and your own podcast. But where were you before you became brilliant at what you do now? (laughs) Well, uh, I appreciate you (laughs) overstating my abilities, but... um, (laughs) I think the big one, Sarah, is in 2008, I had just become partner in the family business of selling clothes for a living, and I'd just gone out and bought two new cars, the partner's house, and leveraged myself to the hilt, 
and then the recession of 08 hit, and I had a newborn child downstairs with a wife that was, you know, three months from having a child, and I had shingles. I was one paycheck away from not being able to pay my mortgage. On the outside, I looked like I had my shit together, but I was literally sitting alone upstairs away from my family going, what the hell is going on? In 08, that was a big pivotal moment because I just, I didn't have my shit together. Uh, And so then I kind of set out on this journey of being financially successful and got really determined. And then somewhere around 2013, just had another, I don't know if there's one moment, but 2008, 2013 was another one. My wife and I, we had two children at the time and we were talking about having a third child. And quite frankly, every time my wife brought it up, I just kind of shut down and I was like, there's not enough time and money, and especially with a third child. And like in that moment, specifically one conversation, I was like, you're an ass. Like I'm sitting here comparing time and money to the blessing and the beauty of having a third child and a family. And I was like, I got a lot of work to do on myself. And I just really set out in that moment on a journey to say, Hey, build what you want. For me, it was really, I was trying to fit everything into a box and the box wasn't big enough. There wasn't enough time. There wasn't enough money. There wasn't enough purpose. And I was like, well, shit, I've already hit the pinnacle. And at this point, I'm 30-something years old. I was like, this sucks. If this is as good as it gets, I want out. The journey shouldn't be over. So I don't know if that really answers your question, Sarah. But like, it just those moments, those two moments in particular, I found power in the frustration because I decided and understood that I was capable of changing things when I wanted to change them. And for me, that's true freedom, you know. And I think that's really been... From that point up to today, it's really just been an evolution of getting clear on what I want and what I want to be able to do for others and my family and the people I care about and having an impact and then just chasing it with reckless abandonment. (laughs) It sounds to me that you've got everything, you know, you're doing really well. You've got the house, you've got the business, you've got the babies. Why do you think you were unfulfilled? What were you yearning for? What have you discovered created that sense of I'm not belonging in my own life? I'm not settled. That's a great question. Um, I think that a lot of times, at least for me personally, it's like success is a destination. And I'll give you an easy example. So we live currently in what, five years ago, six years ago, I called my wife and I said, I just saw our dream home. And I literally was delivering clothes to a client of mine. And I walked into this house and it was beautiful. It had columns and so forth and so on. And I was like, this is beautiful. Well, I live in that house today. And that house is no longer my dream home. Like there are things I want to do to it or move or whatever. And I think that success being a destination is the unfulfilling part. Like it's not the watches, the cars or whatever, like all that stuff lasts a minute and you can chase that stuff, but you're never really going to find the real joy in life doing that. Not to say that those things aren't awesome, but it's really the journey of getting to those points into those goals, that journey and who you become in it, that's where fulfillment is. And yeah. like you spend 99% of your time there. There's this TED talk and I can't remember the dude's name. And he talks about that happiness we put at the end of success. So we strive for success, believing happiness will be created from it rather than strive for happiness and then success will follow. And that sounds like kind of your discovery was that the success wasn't making me happy. So what will make me happy? Did you like that version of you that was driven for success in the beginning? I'm very grateful for him. Without that version of me, you wouldn't have this version of me. And if we were to talk 10 years from now, I'm sure I'll be a different version of me and I will have different priorities than I do now. And I think that's the beauty of it too, is like, it's not good or bad. It's almost like you have to be grateful for everything that happened prior to today and also be very mindful that you can impact 
your own actions and have control of your own actions and your responses moving forward. Because without the past, you wouldn't have the same insights, you wouldn't have the same characteristics, you wouldn't have who you, you and I are in our unique way. I mean, that morphed who we are today. And we have the power to change things that we don't necessarily like, and we also have the power to improve on it. And I think the other big thing is when you can start doing things to impact beyond you, whether that's your immediate family, generationally, whether it's other families, you know, I mean, being in business and providing a platform for your employees to provide for their families, that's a massive responsibility. I mean, that's where I find the fulfillment personally, because I'm much more willing to push through pain and to supposedly risk it for other people's benefit versus my own. I mean, if it's up to my own demise and it's just me, shit, I'm going to sit on the beach and drink a pina colada. And <laughs> we'll be there with you. Yeah, I mean, and I still do that, but that's not the focus. It's not what drives me. Yeah, no, that's a great question. So, I mean, it started out with helping guys with clothes. And, you know, you see a guy come in, and most guys, most men, a woman has dressed us their entire life, right? So, like, <laughs> our moms, our girlfriends, our sisters, whatever, you know? And so you start working with these guys, and they come in, and specifically for the females, like, and if you're a guy and you haven't seen a female's reaction, like, when a woman puts on a certain kind of pair of shoes, and in an instant, she can feel sexy and strong and all these different things in shoes. It's beautiful. With men, we don't talk about it in society very often. But the truth of the matter is, like that, seeing the confidence in men is what really got me going. And Isn't that from scene there, from like, okay. the Kingsman movie? You know, shoes make of the man, or is that manners make of the man? Yeah, right? So, like, I always say, like, do the clothes make the man or show the most refined version of that man? And I think that's the part, like, seeing that confidence is super cool. And then I just started, I have, I love to coach and teach. And I look inside of my company a lot of times and really help develop my team and my leaders. And, you know, I think that everybody's capable of just absolutely incredible things. Most people are too damn hard on themselves. Or, I mean, like most people talk to themselves in such a shitty way that if they were their friend, quote unquote, like they wouldn't hang out together. Right. Mm -hmm. like, and so it just kind of morphed into this thing where I started talking to businessmen because that's my natural audience. And I was like, shit, they have the same insecurities about life as they do about getting dressed. Like, let's see if we can. And help them and just started engaging in that dialogue and from there it was just like oh my gosh okay like to the outsiders people are like what are you doing and it's like dude i just basically help people with confidence like take action really the commitment piece so like most people think oh i'm gonna wait until i'm capable and confident before i go do something well that's not really how we learn anything the commitment comes first that's the part that scares the shit out of you you got to have courage and then you got to fully commit. And then through that commitment, you're going to develop the capability. And only after you know you're 100% capable, do you really have that confidence. And so most of us want the confidence, meaning that we've already got the capability before we'll go do something. And that's really what I do in coaching is like, hey, you want to have a great relationship with your wife, but you're not pouring into her. You want the sex or the attention or whatever, quite frankly, before you build and invest the time and the energy on an emotional level. Well, when and you sound like we could call you the accidental coach, it's like you're going along and suddenly realize that... <laughs> 
you know, you connect and you can see the depth of what people are struggling with. It starts with the outwards, let me dress you for success. And then you go inwards and go, okay, now let me build the framework emotionally so that you can have the success that you need. Is that where the Legion idea came from? Is that part of that connection? So the Legion is definitely about connection and it's also about a barrier to entry. So I started private coaching clients two years ago, two and a half years ago, and it's incredible. I mean, I had a client of mine call me months ago and said, Vaughn just closed a deal. I'd encourage him to go out on his own and he closed a deal. He made more money in one deal than he had the prior year at his other job. He said, you financially changed my entire family. That's incredible, but, but there's a hesitancy. There's not a lot of people that know about coaching, even less people that are willing to invest cold, hard cash yeah. into their development after school, right? And so literally I was like, look, I'm going to start the Legion as a very low barrier to entry coaching program where you have built-in community and we can put a large number of people on this platform and really have a tremendous impact for the average person making just an average wage that just wants to get better at life on their terms. And that's really where the Legion came from. Once a week, we go live and I'm in the group. I mean, it's as close to having one-on-one coaching with me. If you post a question in there, I'm going to answer it. If you've got a question and want to run through a business model and marketing strategy with your business, we talk about that. We bring in relationships and do interviews about masculine and feminine. It's like, guys don't talk about this, but it's like, Hey guys, when's the last time you thought about getting better in relationships? Mm. It's like, you show me a guy that has a shitty relationship and I can show you that that's just a ticking time bomb. That's the multiplier, if you will, of everything. So the Legion, it was just a cool way to access and have more reach and say, golly, even if people get in it like, this isn't really me, but I'm going to go find another program that's me. Mm. That's all I care about. It's just, it's less than a nice bottle Mm. of bourbon or tequila. It's like, come on, just spend the money on a monthly basis and invest in yourself. And most people just haven't done that in a very long time. Mickey and I love working with men because when they have that epiphany moment, they become really proactive. So when you pull the screen back on their emotional capabilities and those hidden potentials or the way that they're viewing or how simple it can be to have a healthy relationship, the energy that goes into that once they get it is really inspiring. And it's a very different way of seeing the world and understanding coaching, say, compared to women that we work with. That's the power. I mean, the energy that can be created every time that somebody has a breakthrough it's like i did some crazy drug like i don't need a bunch of coffee or anything else it's like holy cow it's infectious and the cool thing about a coach is they just see things from a different angle than you do as the player if you want to take it to a sports analogy i mean they just have a different perspective it's not that they have all the answers it's just that a really good coach has the ability to ask questions from a place of trust and love and creates a psychologically safe environment where you go hey I know this person is invested in me. They only want to see me succeed by my definition. And they're asking me a question. And sometimes a really good coach will challenge you and push you and call you on your BS. And sometimes it's not to talk you out of it. It's to see what's the real motive behind the why. Because a lot of our conversations, you ask somebody how they're doing, they're like, I'm good. It's like, what the hell does good mean? But they're afraid to say I'm doing great or I'm afraid to say I'm getting my ass kicked because of ego. It's like, dude, check the ego. Let's have real conversation. Let's be honest with one another. Because when you're honest, it's, I mean, and everybody's heard this. You got a map. You know, this is where you are. This is where you want to be. It's pretty easy to get the directions. You can be honest about where you want to be. But if you're not honest about where you are, the directions are never going to help you get there. And I think a lot about coaching is getting real about where you are. Isn't it strange that just being honest with ourselves as human beings is one of the biggest hurdles that everyone struggles with. The fear of owning who you are and all your experiences it is such a stumbling block. 
What are your thoughts on why do we resist honesty within ourselves? I think it's a protect. Our ego is fragile, right? I mean, at the end of the day, I think I'll use an example right now. I thought we had our marketing game right where it needed to be in one of our businesses. And our top producer went on maternity leave, which is absolutely incredible because she's going from being single to married, bought a house, starting a family. Really cool. And this thing, I was like, wow, our marketing game is not where I thought it should be. And as a result of it, our sales are down. Well, that's really hard for a lot of people to admit. It's like, no, everything's great. No, it's not. But it's almost like there's a negative connotation with learning. It's like this idea of perfection. You know, you watch a little kid try to learn to walk and you're never going to be like, no, don't do that. You're going to fall. Instead, you're like, oh, you got it. You got it. I think as adults, we're supposed to have all our shit figured out and never make a mistake. And most of that pride comes from us. We can blame it on other people. Like everybody's standards are too high. No, it's your standards. You choose to either adopt other people's standards or live by your own. And the truth of the matter is, I think it just makes us nervous that we're not going to be able to figure it out, you know? And I mean, you're either going to figure it out or die. I mean, one of the two, in which case you really don't give a shit if you figure it out or not. This at the end of the game, it's like, oh, what, like, what are we playing for? I think it's just a protective me- measure, but it doesn't really serve us that much. Mm. So most of my problem clients have come from me, right? So one of the biggest things I had to just get comfortable with is say, look, my job is to help you. That's it. That's my only job. And sometimes I have to call you on your shit because otherwise, if I just worry about keeping the client comfortable or if I do it for the money, it's a waste of everybody's time. So for me, I just kind of have a mentality that's like, look, I have to serve you. I have a moral obligation that I'm to serve to your best interest. And so I will call you out. Me being honest in love, but calling people on their BS and also learning, not putting my idea framework of success on top of them, but really exploring. So asking really good questions was a big skill that I had to learn to develop, like understand what it is that they want, what are their drivers, and then learn to ask questions so that they can start to realize the chinks in their perspective or their plan. Because when you're talking with guys with big egos, which is typically a lot of type A guys, it's like if I come at them, they're going to fight. And now it's going to be like, who's the better fighter? That's not really what I want to do. Sometimes I might punch real hard, but it's like, hey, let me ask questions so they can come up with the breakthroughs on their own, their own insight. Make it about checking my ego at the door, too, that I'm not a guru. And I think those are the biggest barriers because if I show up honest, they have to show up honest or else I'll just quit showing up. In which case, it's like... This isn't working. And a lot of times, if you have a conversation, if I'm showing up the way I'm supposed to as a coach, and if I say, hey, look, this isn't working, half the time they go, oh, shit, and they really go all in, or they exit, in which case they just weren't ready. And that's okay, too. My job is to be the lighthouse, not the tugboat. And it's just getting really comfortable that I'm not their savior. I just have a responsibility to show up for their best interest only. I think there's a big difference between a consultant and a coach, right? I mean, if I hire a business consultant that's supposed to be really good at marketing, per se, well, then I should listen to them. I mean, they should have a track record, a very modeled process that I could follow, right? But you're talking about people's lives. I mean, they're, again, going back to what you asked me, Sarah, everyone is so unique. You know, I have three kids, two girls and a boy, and married my high school sweetheart and own businesses. My life looks very different than someone that's a single parent and is a manager somewhere. Like, those are two different games. And so you can't just take my model and and lay it on top of somebody else. I mean, there's a small group of the world that's like me in terms of just my life circumstances. So, I mean, again, just a framework of them to get clear on all that is a big help. 
I mean, that's how I coach is like, look, I don't want anything to, this is not a process oriented thing. This is a loose framework of some pillars that we think are really important that I've seen and you can make it playful and play with it. Cause shit, I mean, life's supposed to be fun, right? I mean, you walk around like you're grumpy all the time. I mean, that's no fun. I mean, at least like enjoy yourself in the process. This is meant to be, I mean, this is pretty cool. Like we we're alive. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Absolutely. That's why we really set up aware so we could have some fun. <laughs> Yeah, uh, definitely. I love it. What do you think in the fashion industry? Because I used to make clothes and stuff like that back in the day and worked in the fashion industry. I'm fascinated about what you've learned from a creative mindset about fashion because fashion is an art form. Selling it is an art form. And how do you think that's helped you be a coach that can adapt and be flexible? Do you think your background in fashion or the creative arts, as it could be seen, has helped you have a very open mind and a flexibility as a coach? I love business. All of it, whether it's dressing a client, like styling a client, whether it's measuring clothes for a client, whether it's building a business, it's all a puzzle. I mean, I guess technically I'm off the charts ADD or whatever the hell they do. (laughs) My gift is to see unique patterns and just kind of bring it all together. But even in styling people, like if I dress people, I'm a certain build. I'm tall. I'm about 6'3", and I weigh 215 pounds. And I like to wear clothes that are tight. Well, there's not everybody that wants to dress like me. So even in styling, to answer your question, I have to really put myself in the client's shoes and get very clear on what they're trying to accomplish. And so, yeah, it's very much, hey, let me dress you for you, not for me. I need to know the prescription, if you will, of the pieces you need to get and the fit and how all that goes together. That's my job. But at the end of the day, I mean, we've all seen it. You put somebody in clothes they don't feel comfortable in, the clothes wear the person versus the person owning that look. There's a big difference. And so, yeah, I I think it primed me pretty good to say, all right, let me put myself in their situation and really start asking questions because most people have a hard time articulating what it is that they want or desire. We're very good at saying what we don't want. So, you know, again, just learning to ask questions and kind of cipher through that and say, okay, here's where this individual really wants to head and, and kind of like chipping away at a, a statue. I forget which sculptor it was, but you know, it's like, how do you do it? And it's like, I chip away all the stuff that's not the statue. And it's like, oh, that's really it. It's just trimming the fat out and getting clear on it. And a lot of people can't do that. So I think that's the other thing is just, they might not be able to articulate it, but really getting a clear picture of where they're wanting to go. Oh, it's been a real treat. Pleasure's all mine. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate the opportunity. We'll catch up again really soon. All righty. Thank you, ladies. Bye-bye. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest insight and a little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's awarearcgroup at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time. Ooh, ooh, from the final-